Welcome to the Prayer Room Podcast with Pastor Ralph. Hi, hi, hi. Listen, it's been a while. And I wanted to just come to you today because today's been a very emotional day. If you don't know what today is, in case you're not listening to this, today is the 20th of January and America inaugurated President Biden as the 46th President of America. And it's been a very, very emotional um, day for me. And I'll tell you why. So this is the Prayer Room Podcast. And I use this podcast to talk about prayer, which is also linked to Ralph's Prayer Diary on Facebook and, and YouTube. So it's it's all kind of linked together. But I use this platform more to express my views on other issues that have to do with prayer and the kingdom of God and Christian life. So I was inspired to do a podcast on this. So first of all, we want to wish the president, the incoming president, the best of luck. Listen, it is our duty as Christians to pray for our leaders, to pray for the people that God put in charge of us. As a church, you know, we prayed for President Trump so many times during the elections. We prayed for President Trump and Biden and asked God to choose the right leader for America. So we may all have had our own political choices but as a church collectively we prayed for the leadership of America so we are excited that God chose a leader for America I'm not trying to get into the politics of it this is going to have to do with politics and when I share my views on some of these things it absolutely has nothing to do with politics it has everything to do with our Christian life and how we relate it or how we react to some of these things that are going around so that we can be able to pray you know and set ourselves right and set the path right and be able to redirect certain things in our own lives so like i said i am not very political even though i have a lot of political views with my friends and with my family yes we talk about politics a lot but i believe that you know, for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of God, and for the image that we present out there, for the work that we do in transmitting the gospel to the entire world, it is not necessarily about taking a stand, but sometimes it's about listening to the Holy Spirit. It's about hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying, and you doing what the Holy Spirit asks you to do. I have so many political views, but none of them have I been instructed to share with the world so I keep them inside or I share them within my close friends or my close circuits because of the work at hand which brings me to a point of real frustration and somebody would ask why now I'm in the military and I swore an oath and President Trump was my commander in chief So there was no way I could have come up with my political views against him or for him. There was nothing. I I have a very sensitive job and my political views have to be kept to myself. But now President Trump is out of office. 
So I can talk about him all I want. But my goal here is not to castigate President Trump. I believe that God brought him for a purpose and his time is over and God has brought someone else. But my key concern in all of this story is the role that a church played over the last four years. The church took a stand. The church took a position. The church stood at one corner of American politics and sought to influence so many things, so many decisions, sought to influence votes for one candidate. And we saw what happened. They were wrong. Most of them came out and said God had told them specifically there were a lot of prophecies. I have all the videos. I actually have all of their names because I was tracking all of this for the sake of the gospel. Because there are people out there, there are people in the field who are working so hard to share the gospel in very remote places all around the world. There are people who are knocking on doors, door to doors. There are no cameras there. There are no, no Wi-Fi, nothing, no Facebook Live. They can't even afford it in those places. On bicycles, riding on bicycles and walking miles and miles into remote parts of the world just to share the gospel. So it was absolutely very crucial that we stayed out of all of this because it was very easy in the West or to the affluent churches or to the churches that were well-resourced to come on air and say whatever they wanted to say. But there were people out there who were impacted by some of these things and it made the share of the gospel very difficult. Absolutely very, very, very difficult. And we also what happened in the Capitol where rioters broke into the Capitol. And as far as I'm concerned, like I'm saying, the politics are there, but that is not my concern. But my concern is the role that the church played. Because even after the elections, we saw the church stand in support of one candidate. Even after the elections, in the free and fair elections, with no evidence, we saw the church encourage people to basically, even though they did not ask people to go out there and riot, the church is implicated in this because they played a role. They urged them. They urged their supporters. They came out and they vowed that what God told them was true and that one candidate was going to become president. And as we speak today, that candidate never became a president. So the question is this, who was lying, who was speaking the truth? But I know one thing, that the God I serve does not lie. We can never stand anywhere and say that the God that we serve lied. And for so many of these people, for so many of these evangelicals, some of them are friends of mine to propagate all of this in spite of the fact that God hadn't said anything. It was very, absolutely very, very shameful. It was extremely shameful. And I stood on the sidelines and I watched in anger, in fury, in all of these things. Some of them I was able to talk to privately, but most of them I just let them be because I knew it was going to spark a lot of controversy and argument and I wasn't just ready for that. Because I was concentrating on doing what God asked me to do. So here's the deal. 
how do we move on from this? How do we progress from this? How do we repair this broken image? Because the image is broken. How do we repair this broken image as a church? What are we going to do as a church to repair this broken image? Some have started issuing apologies and confessing to the fact that they were led by their own imaginations and by their own thinking. Here's a warning. And anyone listening, here's a warning. The prophetic is real. So are all the other fourfold ministries plus the prophetic, which makes it fivefold. The prophetic is real. But I want to tell you, if you're a prophet and you're listening, maybe you don't know, let me tell you, it is not every dream that you sleep and dream that is a message from God. It is not anything that comes into your mind or anything that comes into your head as your imagination that is a direction or a leading from God. It is not. So let this serve as a lesson. And all of you who were out there, all of those who were out there propagating this lie or these lies, this set of lies, it's about time you come out to each an apology not even to men but to God and to men I'm not sure what God is going to do as far as judgment I'm not even going to put myself in that place because the Bible says that we should not put ourselves in a seat of judgment or take the place of the scornful so that is not even my, my aim tonight that's not my aim of this po- podcast but my aim is to offer a die warning to say that the church cannot escape from the event that took place. We are implicated in it. We've all played a role in it. We've played a role in deceiving the masses. We've played a role in using the name of the Lord in vain. We have used it in vain. We have used it. And we almost caused chaos in, in, in this nation. We almost caused chaos in America. So wherever you are, if you're listening to me, it's about time we all repented. And this became a lesson to everyone that the next time you want to open your mouth to say that, say the Lord, you've got to make sure that yes, indeed, the Lord spoke. Listen, I've said on a prophetic ministries and I have a fair understanding of how the prophetic works. I did not need to be a prophet. I did not need to call myself a prophet to know that Biden was going to become president. And I'll tell you why. It had nothing to do with prophecy. It had to do with using the word of God as a standard and my common sense that any candidate who stands for justice, who stands for peace, who stands for love, who has compassion in his heart, who stands for empathy, that candidate is a candidate for God for God's word any candidate who stands and propagates peace and shares the love of God shares goodness encourages people empathy compassion these are attributes to the love of God these are attributes to the service of God and one candidate we can all clearly say had this attribute. So I knew that if God was truly the God of America and God truly existed in this land, that it was going to be very impossible. This was just my common sense. 
and I said this to some of my friends. I said this to some of my friends that with what is happening in America, God needed to intervene. There needed to be an intervention. And today is a day of joy. It's a day of calm. There is peace in this nation. And that is the beauty of the American democracy. This is the beauty of the democratic institutions in America. That somewhere, somehow, because of the prayers and because of the cries and because of the plights of many children of God in this land, that God finds a way in the heart of the people to elect the right leaders for the right time. Having said that, I believe that Donald Trump was elected for the right time. And he did what he had to do. His time was up. And the kingmaker, who is God, decided that it was time. And if God says it's time, it's time. No man can change the voice of God. And that the voice of God is the most resolute in your life. No man can change the voice of God. No man can, can, can alter the voice of God. No desires of man can alter the heart of God. Because the heart of God is stable, is, is, is strong. When God says yes, no man can say no. And when God says no, no one can say yes. Let all men say yes. It will stand at nothing. So I want to encourage you today, wherever you are, that let these words guide you. Let these words guide you as you pray that you bear the church, today's church, in mind that you pray for today's church that God will begin a restoration process God will begin the process of, of leading hearts to trust his name and that God will raise the new men and new women men and women that are filled with the hunger of God men and women that hold the heart of God men and women that will yield to the voice of God Men and women that will not speak because their mind is telling them what to say, but because God is telling them what to say. Men and women with the hearts of compassion that will rise to the need of the people. Men and women that will rise. May the Lord bless you. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, for any man that's listening, for any man that's listening, I declare in the name of Jesus that you will bless them that you will watch over them, that you will protect their hearts, that you will protect their ears, O Lord, that they would hear nothing but from you, that even when men speak, Lord, when men speak, Lord, that they will be able to, to read through the words of men, they will be able to sift through the words of men, Lord, and that they would know and be able to identify the voice of God, be able to identify your voice, O Lord. Father, we pray for America today, we pray for the new president today, just as we prayed for President Trump. We pray for President Biden, that you would watch over him, that you give him a heart of service, that you give him a heart of compassion, that you give him a heart of love, that you fill him with a heart of empathy, Lord, that any decision he makes, Lord, will be about the people, but not for selfishness, that any moves that he makes in that office, Lord, will be to make this world a better place will be to make the lives of men better. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening. Tune in again sometime. Have a blessed day.